was wrong. We are fortunate for Mr. Pence's courage on January 6th. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Janice Wong. And I'm Samantha Butler. On today's programme, we will look at what's on offer at the long-awaited Palace Museum, scheduled to open on the 2nd of next month. More than 900 Chinese antiques and art pieces, including national treasures spanning 5,000 years, will be displayed, some for the first time in Hong Kong. So will the museum's arrival help promote public appreciation of traditional Chinese art? And will it, to some extent, help boost national education. Let us know what you think. You can leave your comments on our Facebook page, Backchat at RTHK Radio 3. You can email us on backchat at rthk.hk or you can call us, of course, and our number is 23388266. On the program today, we have the director of the Palace Museum, Dr. Lewis Ng. And later on in the program, we will be joined by Professor Vincent Leung, a historian from the Lingnan University. Let's uh, go to our first guest, Dr. Ng. Good morning. Good morning, Janice. And uh, thank you very much for joining us on the program. Um, now, I, I haven't had the chance to visit the Palace <laughs> Museum yet because I missed the media tour. But um, like I mentioned at the start of the program, there are more than 900 Chinese antiques and art pieces that will be on display. Can you first tell us more about these art pieces? Uh, what makes them so special? Okay, I... As you mentioned that, you know, we will uh, feature over 900 um, priceless treasure from the Palace Museum. Uh, those known are amongst the finest uh, works from, you know, this Palace Museum collection and will be presented at the nine opening exhibitions. So um, the treasure on loan to us are rich and diverse covering all major categories in the Palace Museum collections, ranging from printing, calligraphy, to bronze, ceramics, jade, metalwork, lacquer, silk, custom, and textile, and also uh, rebel architecture. You know, that's, you should mention, you know, that this was spent near 5,000 years. So, um, that's, you know, that these loans are fulfilled, you know, that um, select from over 1.8 million, you know, uh, was in the Palace Museum collections. Um, um, among them, there's 166 worth, um, nearly um, uh, 20% uh, grade one objects, you know, that which are classified as uh, national churches. And how were these pieces chosen? Okay, actually, you know that this is a joint effort, and then you know the Hong Kong Palace Museum and also the um, Beijing Palace Museum team. We work together and select the objects, and then with a view to telling the story uh, behind this national treasure from the perspective of cultural history, um, for which the window in the rich history and culture of Forbidden City is open and new nation on its transformation from a palace into a modern museum. Actually, I think the both teams, you know, that um, I think that they worked, I think, uh, nearly two years, I think, that to finalize the objects, you know, the storyline, you know, that, and also the design of the galleries. If you had to choose your favorite piece on display, which would it be? Oh, it's, 
it's difficult. Mm. It's very difficult. You know that because all these nine hundred options, you know, are national um, treasure. And also, you know that um, uh, um, uh, because you know that we will change. You know that um, um, the uh, display period from time to time, uh, ranging from one month to over one year, and because we have to follow the best conservation practice. And um, for example, you know that was on paper of seal, um, you know, just like the ancient Chinese printing, you know, they are highly sensitive, you know, that to night and humidity fluctuations, so that we can only, you know, that display for one to three months. Uh, maybe I will uh, highlight one very, very important uh, exhibition on one gallery in our gallery uh, A. It's about the uh, Chinese painting and calligraphy. Um, uh, from the past museum, and then we would display uh, 35 very red and printing and calligraphies, and um, um, because I think that this is, I think that uh, it will offer visitors once in a lifetime opportunity to appreciate, you know, that this 30 uh, church of Chinese painting from the museum collection, and many of of them, you know, that um, will be displayed outside, you know, the um, palace museum for the first time. And that we will arrange this um, uh, 30 um, printing and calligraphy in uh, with three rotations. So that every rotation is only one month. So I think they are all masterpieces, I think, in um, Chinese art canon. Now, it must be difficult to pack and transport such masterpieces. Was there also any delays in transporta- transportation of the relics because of the pandemic? Uh, yes, yes, it's some delay, um, because, you know, that's, uh, they are all national treasure. I think that, uh, have to be handled with utmost care. And, um, I think in, in particular, I think that during these three months, I think the COVID situation in Beijing, there were some delay about the packing material. Um, but, uh, fortunately, I think we managed, I think, to solve our problem. And all these 900 objects uh, were carefully packed and placed in uh, 144 cranes for shipping to Hong Kong um, in five batches. It was, it was flown into Hong Kong. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, three batches has been safely arrived. And then um, our museum and also the Palace Museum conservators collection managers and uh, professional art handling company, you know, that they have been working very hard to ensure the safety of the art treasure while on packing and transportation from Beijing to Hong Kong. And uh, uh, on their arrival in the airport, the cleans and also with the artifacts uh, were taken to the Hong Kong Palace Museum um, escorted by a team of armed police. So you see, though, there's high security arrangement to ensure the safety of these national treasures. Mm. Uh, tell us about the pricing. I mean, the M Plus Contemporary Art Museum opened several months ago, and it's free for the first year. Uh, why wasn't a similar policy adopted for the Palace Museum? Uh, well, I think that's, I think this, uh, uh, you know, that's the Empress has announced, you know, that previously, you know, they were free for one year. Um, but the Palace Museum, you know, opened this year. I think that the situation is different. And then, you know, Empress will uh, impose the charging policy, whatever they assume, in November, November. 
and um, and I think that we have experimented times that I think the the museum I think has ensure our financial stability I think to support the uh, the long term development of our um, quality program and also I think that when we I think the um, formulate the charging policy it. Uh, I think that's, uh, is, I think that, um, formulated in a very, you know, um, reasonable and that affordable, I think that, uh, to, I think the, to, 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 to the audience, the visitors. As I mentioned that, you know, that five hundred, uh, $50 for journal admissions and also the 120, uh, for special vision. I think that, I think this is the thing affordable. And also in the meantime, I've mentioned that we, uh, we do provide free admissions. Every Wednesday, and also uh, we manage to uh, to uh, find sponsorships. Um, I think that for some cop, um, you know, the corporations, you know, the companies uh, to sponsor a um, uh, uh, one hundred thousand tickets. Um, I think the, to support the, uh, you know, that uh, low income family to visit the museum. So um, those I, I have to you know the update you know that uh, some information about uh, about the sale of our tickets. Um, we start a sale of our tickets uh, from a choose, uh, uh, from Tuesday. I think in the past few day, uh, three days we have sold. I think that's almost forty percent you know of our tickets uh, for July this month. I think that's you know can see the response quite encouraging and also in particular the uh, 120 tickets I think that's almost you know so our nearly 95 percent so I think that you know our our charging policy I think I think is okay and acceptable you know that by the by the general public Right, and I remember uh, Dr. Ng, you said uh, before that the uh, Palace Museum will will make uh, promoting Chinese culture and history education a priority. Um, how will you be working towards that? Well, I think it's very important that um, education and also the promotion of uh, the understanding of an appreciation of Chinese art and culture is a key aspect of the Hong Kong Palace Museum mission and missions. And then we aspire to become an innovative leader in museum education. And I think that to achieve this, um, uh, thing, the mission that I think that we have the two major uh, aspects of work. One, uh, we uh, we will set up a learning center. We call it a, a palace uh, a palace academy. Then you know that on the lower ground floor of our museum, and then uh, there are a lot of a different type of facility, including a 400-seat auditorium and also activity room. And then there will be you know a wide a vibrant space for inno- innovative learning, you know, and experimentations. And also that you know visitors there can have a different. Uh, uh, type of education activities uh, from film screening, uh, public lecture, and also we we will tr- we will we will have some program there to display students' work and also uh, art classes, workshop, digital art making. Um, so it's, it's you know quite a vibrant you know the learning area. So this is I think that our you know that uh, our on-site um, provision. And in the meantime, we have a program I think that to um, to we 
reach out to school and community, especially for the local school. And then, you know, that there will be uh, a different type of um, program and all the students and teachers accessible and relevant learning uh, resources on Chinese art and culture. And also in the meantime, that will provide training and professional development opportunity for, 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 for students. So that's, I think, that is our, our, our focus, I think, is how to support, you know, the students to explore the roles and art and culture in society and also find new ways of thinking about the past, you know, not the traditional way. Just we uh, also try to unlock their creativity so that's you know project underpinning, including object learning um, activities, and also we, we we are going to have a mobile conservation stations, and that is going to a school every school to have a workshop with the students there, and also we also provide you know internship program, and also uh, to also explore digital learning opportunity for uh, for school community. And of course, uh, Chinese history can be quite intimidating to some children and even adults because it's quite long and complicated. I mean, apart from what you're talking about, about the um, Palace Academy, um, what, what, um, was any special effort made to make it more approachable? Yeah, of course, that's, I think that, uh, for example, if I mentioned that, I think we will uh, integrate uh, new new technologies. You know, there will be some, you know, that's, uh, for example, uh, 3D printing workshops there. You know, that's, you know, that there will be, you know, com- we will combine new technology to make, you know, the objects learning, you know, more interesting, you know. And also we have some, you know, um, 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 uh, classes that, you know, that the, 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 the students or, you know, the family uh, members, you know, can handle maybe, you know, some, you know, the uh, objects. I think the, to net them, you know, it's, it's only, you know, that uh, a, a, a visual the reading or, 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 or film screaming. So that I think is quite widened. I think that's um, the, um, you know, the, uh, the visitors, you know, that can be engaged, you know, in a very, you know, the poetic learning process. And uh, just uh, uh, looking at the Palace Museum, Dr. Ng, um, do you see it as a miniature version of Beijing's Palace Museum, or does it have its own distinct identity? Of course not. You know, that we are not a branch uh, of the Palace Museum in Beijing in terms of our architecture, our exhibition, our program, entirely different. You know, um, um, we try to adopt a Hong Kong perspective and also in our exhibitions. So that, you know, that we engage a number of uh, local designer, a curator, and, um, and um, artists. I think that in our show, just for example, we have a gallery, it's a called Gallery uh, 7 in this exhibition that we invite six Hong Kong-based multimedia, I think, artists to create new works and interpret the art and culture for, for, this, for this city from um, a fresh uh, perspective. So I think it's very, very Hong Kong style. And then, you know, that you can see, you know, that that's, we differentiate our role positioning with the Palace Museum in Beijing. You've got two ticket prices that you mentioned, $50 for seven galleries and $120 for nine galleries in total. Yeah. And so why are the other two special galleries not included? What's special about them? Uh, because uh, for the uh, gallery one to gallery seven, it will, it will be. A, uh, I think that uh, uh, it will be used to present, we call a standing exhibition. 
you know that you know that is a thematic standing exhibition lasts for longer period from one year to two year and for special exhibition it will last for a shorter period um three to um four months six months and then will be a blockbuster exhibition and from the end for gary uh, one and seven you know that uh, around the themes you know the palace museum culture but for the special exhibition gary gary eight and nine i think we will present um uh, themes and uh, art treasure uh, from other uh, civilization, uh, world culture, in collaboration with museum in overseas. And just like I think um, November this year, we will be saying, um, you know, that the imperial treasure from the uh, world treasure of um, Liechtenstein in Europe. And to be, I think to um, present this um, uh, a exhibition, you know, in Hong Kong. It will involve, you know, the very expensive, you know, the long fee insurance. So that I think we need to, you know, that impose, you know, the higher, um, um, up, up, uh, a little bit higher, um, price uh, tickets. But I think 120 of these is okay. You go to see a movie. That's I think this price. And for this kind, you know, our special exhibition, I think in other country, other museum in overseas, you you may sometimes you, you need to pay 200 even more. And then how long will it take to take in all the exhibits in one visit? Oh, it's difficult to answer these questions. Depends on your time and interest. Uh, I think that uh, you should allow at least uh, two hours, at least. I think for some, you know, that um, serious uh, visitors, at least four hours. But I would suggest, you know, that don't buy, you know, the only one, you know, one-time ticket. I would suggest later we will, uh, I think, that introduce our memberships. You know that that you can have unlimited visit uh, uh, for one year. It will only you know you know charge you six hundred dollars. So that I think that you can you know have a frequent visit to the museum. You know that, for example, you know um on you know the uh, um according to different themes. You know this time I would like to to, to take a look on the ceramic. Next time a textile. You know think that I think that we will want to be you know that um um I think that um um uh uh. uh as, as you know, I have a lifestyle visiting, you know, Hong Kong Palace Museum, you know, that you know, every month, every season, they will have a new exhibition, you know, that new exhibition, you know, that on show. All right, uh, Dr. Ng, thank you again for joining us this morning. Hopefully we can have you back to give us an update on the Palace Museum in future. And that's uh, Louis Ng, director of the Palace Museum. Now uh, let's go to our next guest, Professor Vincent Leung, the head of Lingnan University's History Department. Good morning, Professor Leung. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. Um, so we've been uh, just hearing from the director of the Palace Museum about uh, all the Chinese antiques and artwork that uh, will be put on display. Um, in general, Professor Leung, how important uh, do you think this Palace Museum will be towards educating people about uh, Chinese culture and history? Oh, well, I think this is a, a very exciting new addition to the city. And I think especially for someone like me you know, who, who teaches uh, old Chinese history um, at Lingnan, um, and um, and work with the education bureau too on the um, on the on the secondary curriculum. Um, we never really had a, a collection like this in this city. Um, it's actually kind of funny. You know, Hong Kong has long been a uh, one of the largest art markets in the world, uh, but so much of the collection that kind of comes through the city, they are in private hands, or they are just very scattered, you know, across universities and, and other kind of private institutions. Um, we never really had a, um, a collection like this that is um, that is designed to be publicly accessible, you know, of such a high quality. And um, I think it's really exciting, you know, to be able to bring my students to see all these objects, uh, just you know, 
just uh, running the city. It is exciting to bring your students to see these uh, ex- exhibitions. But um, would it do? I mean, ha- I mean, uh, what about boosting national education? Uh, will this help? Uh, certainly, you know, uh, you know, that, you know, to to to, understand, to um, basically, there are two ways to do this. You know, to to understand the history of a nation. You know, you do it with. Uh, with text and you do it with objects and with text, you know, we have plenty of that. We're, they're very accessible in this city in, in, uh, across all the educational institutions. But, uh, we have always had issues with, uh, with showing our students, you know, the, the artifacts, the historical artifacts, uh, from, from the Chinese past. Um, you know, we often have to resort to going up to the various museums you know, up north in, in mainland China. And so now this is just so much more accessible um, and and they can kind of see it firsthand up front um, uh, all these different kind of this this all these diverse art objects uh, from uh, the very long history of China now professor Leung, I was talking to the palace museum director earlier about mm-hmm. how how some children or, or adults or yeah. students can sometimes find Chinese history quite intimidating because it's so long and complicated there are so many characters involved what do you think can be done to make it more approachable yeah, well, I think uh, precisely like going to a place, to, to going to a place like the Palace Museum uh, in the future. You know, seeing those objects, I think, really kind of bring everything, makes everything kind of come to life. Uh, you know, often, I mean, oftentimes, uh, students' first exposure to history of any kind, and including Chinese history, is through a textbook. And often, it can be quite dry. You know, all this. Uh, different events and names and dates, you know, uh, and they don't really see the relevance uh, often in, in the classroom. But when they see these objects, you know, they, I think I think it really, you know, when they see uh, kind of uh, objects that people used to make and used to use daily, I think it really kind of makes everything comes to life. And so, uh, so once again, you know, this uh, this museum, I think, will be a great tool uh, for us educators in the city uh, to. Uh, to, to teach history in a more lively way. All right, uh, Professor Long, I have an email here from a listener, Pat. Um, she says it's uh, she says the Palace Museum. Uh, she's talking about the Palace Museum and uh, loans over national treasures. She says it's a wonderful opportunity for people to see, learn about, and appreciate Chinese culture and art. It's uh, very exciting. Um, but she says just a reminder though that uh, we already have some great exhibits at the Heritage Museum in Sha Tin, mm-hmm. and uh, that email is from Pat. So, um, Professor Leung, we have the Heritage Museum, but uh, it's not the same, is it? Uh, no, no, because uh, the collections uh, in the Palace Museum. Now, I have not seen the collection myself yet, but but uh, but of course, this is a, uh, a, a set of objects on loan from the Palace Museum in Beijing, which of course originated uh, hundreds of years ago uh, under under the Ming and Qing Dynasty. You know, this is the imperial collection. So the so the the objects that they have uh, are very different than the ones that we already have in the city. Uh, the Museum of History, Heritage Museum, and many others, you know, uh, the, the museums at CHK, HKU, they all have great collections, but um, but this will, but the, but the collection that is now coming in through the Palace Museum uh, will be just a, um, uh, just an in- excellent, a new addition to you know to the to the or- to the richness that or- uh, that we already have in in Hong Kong in terms of art collection. Yeah. Is there any sort of specific relics that you're looking forward to seeing at the Palace Museum? Uh, well, I for one, uh, because of what I research, uh, which is uh, kind of Bronze Age China, I would love to see uh, old bronzes. 
from about 3,000, 2,000 years ago. Uh, uh, we don't really have that before in Hong Kong, uh, uh, kind of significant pieces of, of that period. So it'd be great to be able to bring my students uh, to, to the museum and, and actually examine those pieces up close and personal. Oh, you mentioned bronzes because usually yeah. I associate Chinese sort of history with ceramics. Oh yes. Oh, I'm, oh, I'll, I definitely look forward to seeing those too. And and I think that's another exciting thing about the Palace Museum. Uh, uh, even though you know the collection is not, it's a small number. I mean, the number of objects are, uh, from on loan from Beijing uh, are under a thousand. You know, it's just a small fraction of the whole collection in the Palace Museum in Beijing. Uh, however, even with just a, a thousand objects or so, I think we will see the the the, the diversity of art objects from traditional China. So not just ceramics and you know uh, monochrome paintings, but also bronzes and sculptures and um, and other decorative arts. So uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that too. I also haven't been to the Palace Museum because I missed the media tour. I mentioned that earlier. And uh, I mean, I, I did read about some of them. I mean, some of the grade one national treasures, uh, um, they include, a, I don't know, maybe you probably know more about it. It's like a raft shaped cup made in the 14th century uh, during the Yuan Dynasty. And then there's a ceramic headrest uh, produced during the Northern Song Dynasty. I mean, it doesn't sound very comfortable. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I mean, but looking, I mean, but looking at these grade one national treasures, which which one do you think, uh, I mean, for you, would be like a must-see item? Hmm. Um, well, I think actually some of the some of the uh, items you mentioned, actually, uh, even though I personally would love to see the older artifacts, you know, like the bronzes uh, from from an early period, but I think ceramics would be great, like some of the ceramic pieces you mentioned. Part, not because, not only because they are just absolutely stunning to look at, you know, in terms of the craftsmanship, but I think um, it is also very important for students to appreciate China, the history of Chinese ceramics, uh, to understand world history. You know, for a long time, um, China was the only place on earth uh, that was able to produce such high quality ceramics. And it really motivated all this trade in the early modern world. And um, we talk about this all the time in, in the classroom. Oh, people love ceramics. And that's why even Christopher Columbus wanted to come to China. Uh, but to really see it like to see an actual artifact, to see an actual ceramics from the main, I think, at least for me, you know, I kind of immediately understood the appeal, you know, because they're just so stunning to look at. Um, and uh, you kind of see like what people were thinking at the time, you know, why they wanted to get their hands on this, on this um, ceramics so badly. Uh, hundreds of years ago. So, so have you got your ticket to the Palace Museum yet? <laughs> uh, I've been trying very hard, and I will try again today. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, Professor Long. We'll yeah. have to leave it here for now. Thanks again for joining us on Backchat this morning. And that's uh, Professor Vincent Long, the head of Lingnan University's History Department. Also, many thanks to you for your emails and messages, and of course to my special co-host today, Samantha Butler. Thank you. And uh, my producer Yuki. Now the weather: it'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers, isolated. At thunderstorms in the morning, sunny intervals later. The top temperature will be around 32 degrees. Winds moderate south to southwesterlies, occasionally fresh offshore. And the outlook windy with a few showers over the weekend. At the moment, it's 29 degrees, relative humidity 77%. Before doing a COVID 19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. 
Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive. In which case, you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. It's now 9.30 and here's Todd Harding with the Half Hour News. The chairman of the Soho Association says a new measure that requires bar and nightclub patrons to show a negative COVID test result to gain entry has had a devastating impact on customer numbers. Richard Feldman was commenting a day after the measure took effect. The hospital authority has pledged to reduce waiting time